on this episode. And then one of my friends, like a day or two ago, sent me a message. They were like, hey, I don't see you online anymore. Like, I don't know. And it was funny. She goes, I don't, we can't keep in touch when you don't do that. And I said, you looking at my post is not keeping in touch. What we're Preach. doing right now is keeping in touch. She said, well, I can never see what you're doing. And I said, then come visit me. Hell, exactly. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Exactly. That's profound. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, it you want All it is is chasing likes. All it is is chasing likes. It's a dopamine hit. everybody and welcome to another episode of no country for middle-aged men i am your host mark pearson and my first co-host has lost his hand and my second co-host is kissing his life-size poster of jim croce their names are juan smith and adam radliff and by the way croce is a fucking stud i sent you the, the videos if you didn't listen to it that's on you you missed i told out. you you want well, specifically in that text thread you said enjoy this video and then I replied I said I enjoyed skipping to the end of the video. Well, he's got some good stuff at the end too. So I, mean, <laughs> I just assumed that you listened to his last couple tracks and enjoyed. You're pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, Juan, how's your hand doing? Is it still attached or we start calling you Captain Hook yet? Dude, it's a freaking miracle, man. <laughs> what happened with the hand? Did I miss something? Was nothing, yeah, almost nothing. I, dude, I caught a full freaking party-sized casserole sitting on a pan right out of the oven. I always put two gloves on, but I was uh, dancing around the kitchen entertaining my children, and mm-hmm. I forgot to put the other one on in the middle of my dance moves. So when they pulled that shit out, I caught it full weight on the palm <laughs> of all my hands. So wait, you're telling me specifically you were dancing with one glove on in front of children. Yes. This sounds familiar. Yeah, it yes. sounds really familiar. And I had a monkey with me too. It was somebody weird. call somebody call the cops right now. <laughs> Juan, do you have an inordinate amount of bleach in your house? Yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is getting worse. <laughs> it's also got a Ferris wheel and a train. It's, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I do have an arcade. I have a claw machine for the kitties. Uh, wow, yeah, it sounds pretty creepy, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, just put in a trampoline and a swimming pool. <laughs> All I need is a fucking ice cream truck to bring them into the address. <laughs> oh, God. But anyway, so yeah, I burned the shit out of myself, but I immediately put it, reached over to the sink, put it on cold water, and then yeah. I keep like 20 pounds of ice on tap at all times. Because my yeah. mom likes her drinks to have. We're not going to ask why. <laughs> yeah. To preserve the bodies. <laughs> yeah, oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's getting worse. Anyways, but I kept it in that ice water. I came out here and I smoked up so I couldn't feel shit. I kept my yeah. hand in that water for an hour and a half. And I thought when I pulled it out, like the skin was just going to like it was. It was burned. Anytime I took it off for more than a few seconds, it was like, oh, damn. And I finally did it, and I must have kept it in there long enough. Nothing. Not a freaking full blister. Nothing. It's amazing. But you'd clearly see that it's burnt because the fingers yeah. are actually a different color. 
<laughs> but look, look, move over all medical advancements. Juan Smith's got it figured out. He, yeah. doesn't want, he doesn't want your help. He doesn't need your help. That's right. Just smoke a bunch of AK-47. Hold that bitch in there for an hour and a half. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, never mind the uh, the gangrene. That's, that's throwing yeah. So, Adam, that uh, just so you know, I know you've been concerned. That's also Juan's new cure for impotence. Hey. No, that's orange that, how's cookies. How's that working? And then, <laughs> <laughs> it is though. That's what's so sad. <laughs> it's better than Viagra, man. Uh... <laughs> All right, real quick before we get into today's topic, uh, you can find us on facebook.com slash no country podcast. We're also on Instagram at no underscore country underscore podcast. You can find us on Twitter at podcast underscore country. You can send us an email at nocountrypodcast at gmail.com, or you can send us a voicemail at 346-291-0050. And finally, I want to extend another huge thank you to Marte and Amber over at Helps2 for doing our marketing. If you need marketing, hit them up at helps2.com. So... What kind of got me thinking about today's topic was a uh, actually the whole 5G ridiculousness we've touched on in p- several previous episodes of the show where people are like, 5G's the devil and 5G's ge- spreading coronavirus and all that other stuff. And I saw a really funny picture. It was actually an advertisement from a newspaper back after electricity had, had been invented. And it was like talking about the evils of electricity and how electricity was going to ruin the world. So mm-hmm. I basically went to and down a rabbit hole of like, what were people thinking when electricity was in, you know, starting to become popular? And also the same thing happened with the telephone. So after the telegraph and the coal companies did not want the telephone and the electricity companies to come about because they had a mark, you know, a monopolized on not there, a monopoly on those markets. Mm-hmm. And so they didn't want any competing communication equipment or energy. And that just made me think, I was like, technology changes over the years and it changes people's lives, sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. So then that just made me think, like, where are we at now? And is technology helping us? Is it hindering us? Is it doing a little bit of both? My estimation would be probably a little bit of both because it helps you in some ways, but it takes away from other things in other ways. Yeah, and uh, I found a really good article on theconversation.com, and the writer wrote, historically, technology has made us individually dumber and individually smarter, and collectively smarter. Technology has made us able to do more while understanding less about what we are doing, and that has increased our dependence on others. So... I thought that was a pretty yeah, interesting... Yeah, but we can do so much more, so much better stuff. Oh, damn, I can't farm or work a till. <laughs> yeah. That's a shame. I can't weave my own shirt. Who needs that? Like, uh, the- I-, I can do both those. <laughs> Not surprising. Not surprising. You are like 192. <laughs> you spend enough time inside, you learn those kind of skills. <laughs> I know those are gang tattoos. Don't try to lie. <laughs> it's my son's initials. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what I was. That's what everyone says. <laughs> so, <laughs> did you see anything when you were doing research on luddites? Oh no, I actually didn't. What's that? Yeah, so like, I it was think it was like an industrial industrial revolution. There were, were like these 
these machines that would replace people. They were replacing people's jobs, basically mm -hmm. factory jobs. Yeah. And people were like, we're never going to be able to learn new skills. We're, we're screwed. Kind of like what's going on right now with automation. Yeah. Yeah. And the, there would be a group called Luddites that would go in and break the machines and, and like throw in like stuff to fuck them up, gum them all up. So that way, because they, they thought they were never going to get their jobs back. Yeah. And then obviously they lost and they found better jobs and we moved on. And like everyone is always worried that they won't be able to adapt, but never in history has that happened. Right. And that's what, like, I understand, like, like I know a guy who works at a, uh, um, actually a plant in Michigan and he works on robots. And so the more and more robots go in building cars, the more and more people get upset. I'm like, well, you could just find something else to do. It may take some time. You may have to learn a new skill set. but there's always, at least I believe there's always going to be work. The markets will change. Markets mm -hmm. always change. They always adapt. Yeah. As far as technology goes, I had a couple of thoughts on that. One was that it's good in the sense, like, say, medical advancements, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. now, you know, it's very common now for people to live into their 80s, 90s, and even later because healthcare is so good, particularly here in the States. Uh -huh. you know, the issue you have with that now is, but the generations that are now reaching those ages, these, this is the baby boomer generation. These are, this is the most elderly that we've ever had, like, you know, number by number in the country. And mm -hmm. a lot of these people are, have been and have, are, are, you know, capable of getting Social Security for long periods of time. And it's a huge number. And now we're to this point to where we can't afford what we've done. <laughs> like It's almost like we should like create a 22. virus that only takes out really old people who are vulnerable. <laughs> And that are picking up checks. It's almost like that would solve this problem completely. You caught what I was sending. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's so, Bill Gates. He's, then, he's killing people. But and then in other, I got senses, the documents. It is better because my kids can hardly fucking read, but they can get access to any kind of information they want. It's but like can no I read how, that information? Well, That's what I've. What I've I mean is them. that you can be just like a kid, dumb, kid, yeah. dumb. And still somehow be able to, like, increase your knowledge by yourself right. without a teacher, without a decent parent. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's fucked up, but we live in a world where actually if you were attentive enough as a child, you could educate yourself. I mean, that is the only aspect of technology changing that worries me is that our attention spans are getting absolutely destroyed. Yeah, I agree. And yeah. if we have enough of people that are their attention span attention span sucks and they don't ever have want to, have to do anything they don't enjoy and mm -hmm. the parents won't hold their feet to the fire to learn a real like skill that goes into making this technology then we're in trouble but we're like we're so far away from that that i'm not overly concerned but that's uh, that's the one thing that kind of spooks me is that and it, it could be anecdotal obviously i haven't lived the last you know 200, 300 years. Right. So I think that our attention spans are getting worse. They could have been terrible all along. It's just that the only people who achieved were that much farther apart. And there were people that had this like laser like focus and yeah. ungodly work ethic. And those were the only ones that were able to advance anything. Well, now, I know when I was a kid, relatively we could normal all people sit can down as stuff. children and like listen to a, someone read a book. Could mm -hmm. you imagine sitting down with 30 kids right now, any 30 well, kids, and trying to get do them that to now? Read we can I mean, do that now. You just have to have discipline. And yeah. That's the, that's like but what the I mean is these kids' the minds coin. are so fed with instant, like if you watch kids' cartoons now, kids, like some of the shit my kids watch are like fucking TikTok. It's, it's mindless garbage, but it's like only a, a few seconds and then they're on to the next mindless garbage. And like they'll just, 
they're used to this like repetition of of a conclusion with no middle, no beginning, no reason over and over and over again. It's like and so their attention spans are like zero. I, I can't get them to not- do two chores because that's just fucking overwhelming. That might actually not be a bad thing if we do go like the way things are going right now where we're going to bring like a bunch of like manufacturing, like mindless jobs back to America. Mm-hmm. We're going to need people who could just like punch a press and not care that this is the most boring thing. Like, oh, a new thing to, pr- to punch. Oh, a new thing to punch. <laughs> like that actually might work out in our benefit. Dude, I'm kind of liking where you're going. I'm feeling better about this. Yes. <laughs> Technology is the way out of all major issues, in my opinion. I had, well, I, except I had, for online dating. <laughs> no, definitely online dating. Have you seen that episode of Black Mirror? Uh, that yes, Black Mirror episode called Hang yeah. the DJ? Yeah. Spoiler alert, go watch it. And that solves the <laughs> online dating issue with technology. <laughs> that was such a cool episode. I haven't seen that in a long time. Not I to hope- mention, we don't even need to go into the sex robots. Oh, we're going to go into the sex robots now that you brought that up. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Like, talk about solving the dating issue. That's actually going to cause, if they ever get to that point where they have like humanoid, uh, like Westworld shit, yeah. that is seriously going to flip the population because birth rates are going to, to plummet. Oh, yeah. Plummet big By time. By massive numbers. And it was funny because I was talking with someone th- about that about a year and a half ago. And I was like, you know, I was like, what do you think about that? And it was a woman. And she was like, oh, no one would ever be into that. And I was like, are you <laughs> kidding me? And she was like, well, I wouldn't. So I don't see why anybody else would. I was like, maybe you wouldn't. But I was like, I was like, just stop and think about it. I was like, just think about this from just a completely unbiased standpoint. I was like, everybody knows relationships are challenging. And so like, and there's a lot of people out there that just want some sexual gratification. So if you can get that without having to deal with the difficulties of a relationship, a lot of people are going to be like, you know what? I can just deal with that. I may have to pay more or buy one or whatever, but it's better than having to deal with blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, a hundred percent. That's, that's a factor. The loneliness factor, people who are just depressed, and like, they right. need, like they they can't get somebody for some reason. Obviously, they need to keep striving, and exactly. it's not going to be the same as a human. Or for a really motivated person who just doesn't want to have to deal with the whole relationship, it's right. still a human need. Or a couple that loves each other, but like they're like, well, they want to mix it up, and they don't want to go out and cheat with some other human. Right. It's like kind of guilt free. Well, as close to guilt-free as possible. I think I've asked this hypothetical question before to a, to a group of people. Like, would you consider somebody sleeping with a sex robot cheating? And like, mm-hmm. but it was like 50-50. Some said it was, some said it wasn't. Because um, if it's realistic, and it's just like another human being. It is kind of like putting in like some kind of lust for some other person. But it's, even though it's a robot. But and, uh, it's not yeah, quite it, clean. But it, It's um, cool. She can watch. Well, the thing is, the interesting thing about that story that Adam just said was that was the last time his mom invited him over for Bible study. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Like, well, Ma, uh, clearly in Ezekiel uh, 7-6, I got nothing. (laughs) Dude, I thought he was going to go full. I was full of yours. I know. (laughs) I was waiting for it. Let he who is without sin <laughs> judge me for fucking the first robot. <laughs> so yeah, but that that whole sex robot thing I just find interesting because it's talked about in like science fiction shows or books and stuff like that. And like I could see why I could see the appeal of it. You know, like for me, I'm I'm very much like a people person. I like being around actual people. 
uh, like, I don't think I could carry on like a relationship with a robot because for me, I'm like, it's not a real person. I want to have some like banter, some back and forth to, you know, be able to build and create something. You can't do that with something that just always tells you yes. But you oh, can get a new one. You are. Like, have you seen the movie Her with uh, no, I've never Joaquin seen Phoenix? That. Check it out. It's on Netflix right now. Uh, but it basically del- delves into that to where this guy, like, he gets this personal assistant. It's an AI. Mm-hmm. And this AI is it's Scarlett Johansson's the, the voice of the AI, yeah. uh, which doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> and it's constantly, the AI is constantly evolving. So it's not like a yes machine. It mm-hmm. actually develops a personality. Obviously, is it going to cater towards what you're looking for? I got to sure. see this, man. I love Oh, Joaquin. it's a great movie. Joaquin's yeah, very good movie. one of my favorite movie. actors, too, so that's awesome. And it goes into a lot of this stuff with technology and how like people interact with it and how that's going to change as AI and machine learning gets uh, more and more robust. It's yeah, going to be interesting times. It's funny because my wife mentioned this a few months ago, and she told me about like they were on Wish, these like sex doll things or whatever. Yeah. And then I, I remember we had a conversation about it because I think there was a documentary or something about people that had relationship with these things and all that stuff. But my idea was like, man, it's like, I think she was right. If that kind of technology advances like that, that could really affect, in, you know, entire society. Yeah. Because men it and women be are just thing. different. You know what I mean? And in a way... What? You are breaking new ground with that men and women are different. <laughs> well, I'm just talk. saying, like, there's different reasons why each would, you know, acquire something yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, could you imagine it? Like, here's the appeal to us. Whatever you want, that's what you get, because you can just go pick it out like a car. But she would get, like, the guy that never mouths back, will always watch her stupid shows, you know, Dude, give her, like, give her just- chocolates whenever she wants, never complain. <laughs> Do take care of the kids, clean the house. It'd no, be like me if I was hot. You know what I mean? <laughs> people always think that this is going to be this huge hurdle that people are not going to want to get on board with. But yeah. even if you look at like these uh, fake pets, like you, I watched the thing on 60 Minutes mm-hmm. where they like introduced like fake pets into nursing homes just for like psycho- psychological reasons. Like they wanted to like give them something like a companion and they... Like it yeah. was a pain in the it logistically and monetarily is a pain in the ass to bring in like real pets every day or every couple times a week. And they had these fake pets that all they did was like kind of move a little bit, purr a little bit. Uh, and these people like loved it and they did like they marked their happiness and, and every one of them this like the exact same response. Like, yeah, at first I didn't think I'd be into it at all. I thought it'd be kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But then like I, you know, it just it started to get be second nature. That's how I think that's going to happen. That's, that's very plausible. And that's also, I think, what Juan's next purchase is going to be. Because then that way, he'll just leave it in there with his mom. <laughs> hey, but think about it. Like, so uh, that's another thing I saw recently. Uh, not re- too recently, but there was an awesome piece of technology. And it was using uh, virtual reality to do like a virtual psychologist. Mm-hmm. And the way it worked, and it, uh, I don't know if it's come out yet, but it was like one of those things like breaking technologies. To where basically the VR, all you do is put the VR on, and you're like you're like sitting like you're a psychologist in that kind of that Freud setup. So somebody's like on the taste lounge, like on sitting laying back, and then you have a psychologist. And then as a psychologist, you're you are the psychologist, and then you ask the question, like, like tell me about your day or tell me about your week. And then as soon as you ask the question, your your perception changes to where you're the person on the couch. So mm-hmm. you're basically your own psychologist, and it's just basically using talk therapy on yourself. 
Mm-hmm. But it's that perception change they think that actually allows you to have that benefit from it. I was like, that's interesting. pretty interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. I don't think that would help my ego any. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking great I, I, today. Yes, it's I one of those am. things. Well, I, I mean, it's, I'm, I haven't looked into it a ton, and it's something that interests me. Um, Therapy has always interested me. Like, I think if I could go back at college and do it all over again, I might have gone into like therapy of some kind, um, massage therapy, most likely. Um, but terrible joke. Sorry, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really interesting. I think a lot of the benefits from psychology is people like the psychologists aren't discovering the problems and digging it out of people. Right. They're basically just asking questions and letting people talk and once they yeah. kind of air things out i think there's a lot of value to be had there so if you could if you could cut the cost of going to see a psychologist from whatever it is a copay or if you don't have even have insurance yeah you know, a couple hundred bucks to uh a one-time fee for this app yeah that's massive uh, you'd think that'd be wildly successful too yeah, yeah, I think it probably will be whenever it comes out. A lot out. of people there are is- so private, they just are not going to go to a right. therapist. And they're the ones who probably would benefit from it the most. Yeah, or they're scared of getting judged. A yeah. lot of people uh, are scared of, of judgment. And they're like, this person, even though they're a trained professional, they're going to, as soon as I leave, they're going to be like, whew, man, that guy was fucked up. Yeah. So, like, if you could take that, out, that equation out, except for if you do this, um, definitely Zuckerberg and. Uh, Bill Gates and uh, what's that? Bezos are going to be listening in. On oh all yeah, these, uh... they're already listening to everything anyway. Hi guys, <laughs> they probably <laughs> guys are doing great work every day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 there's probably going to be a lot of technology rabbit holes. That no, used that's to be fine. something I was like, I used to be really deep into uh, whenever I had a longer commute. Like I would listen to all these uh, technology podcasts. Mm-hmm. With the lower commute, though, I've gone basically to. Just the hits, so I've dropped off but a little bit. You're actually, you're spot on, because I've done therapy before, because I really believe in therapy, and it's really beneficial, but you are spot on, because a, a psychologist and a therapist, they don't really do anything. They just ask you different right. questions, and you just get gain a new perspective from those questions. Right, because it never it's feels nothing, personal. Yeah, it's nothing groundbreaking. Typically, right. it's just they ask you a question and it like flips a switch in your brain, and you're like, "Oh, hey, I see it differently now." It's not like they're sitting like the people that are like, "Oh, like you're going to the shrink," and the whole implication was like they're shrinking your brain. They aren't doing much of anything except for like just guiding you through so you can discover whatever it is you need to discover to move on or heal or whatever it is. And I've always just found that interesting because I've talked with a few friends or you know other people, and, you know who are like very against therapy, and they're like, "Oh no, I won't go because of whatever." And I'm like, "Why are you afraid of getting better?" And they're like, exactly. "No." And I'm and and typically I'm like, "Where's this weird stigma or fear coming from?" I was like, "Do you want this trauma or this pain or this hurt or whatever it is that's holding you back to be there forever, or do you want to be free from that?" And you know, you know, with not not with everybody, but there are people that are like. No, I'd rather hold on to that because it's making me strong. I'm like, but it's clearly holding you back. That is the worst logic ever. No, it is. And it's always something like, it's typically something like someone feels like insecure about something and then that insecurity holds them back at their job and they really want a promotion, but they aren't getting it because of this thing, this mental thing blocking them. Or it's like they want to advance into like a different type of relationship or in their own relationship with their partner, but they can't because of something that somebody else did several years ago. You know, there's all sorts of other things that we do. Or if you get into couples therapy and the bitch is so crazy, you can't have a female counselor. (laughs) 
Yeah, if, yeah. Or, if, if or your a wife's so crazy, or even an AI one. is like, you need to get out, dude. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've tried it a couple times, and one response I got was like, it can't, it couldn't be a male the first time. It couldn't be a Christian. It'd be someone neutral. I was like, their their requirements for the therapist, like, defeated the whole idea of it was just stupid. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's, okay. Clearly, you just they, don't. They want give to go you to so many rules that it's they're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do it, but it can't be a man and it can't be a woman. Like basically, that's what yeah. they're saying. No matter what, like, so they, you're they basically saying you're back time. to do it. We can yeah. finally, <laughs> we can finally fit that order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you're a transgender, we you have now got a job. Like you're set. <laughs> yeah, it was in the subtext, but we got it. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for spelling like that out. Clarify yeah. that for uh, my children because they listen. I'm Your kidding. kids I, listen no, to no, this. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> Father of the year. No, 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 dude. They they can barely stand Let me now. Let some fucking <laughs> robots raise those kids for God's sake. Yeah, give these kids a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, they they hear enough of me every day. They're like, oh my god. Actually, I walked in the room last night, and one of them said, "Oh, here he comes again." I was like, what the. <laughs> oh, am I boring you children? Oh, let me leave you back to your little spoiled kids' computer room with your Red Bull fridge stocked with love from me. But never mind me. I'll just move along. <laughs> you have some pretty sarcastic kids, and I know Smart they learned asses. that from you. <laughs> I told Mark uh, earlier in the week that one of my kids was trying to make setups for the show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I should tell him. Fuck it. I'm telling it. He, he calls James, my old, my 12 year old. He's like, Dad, I got an idea for the show. And I was like, What, what do you mean? What show? What are you talking about? He's like, The podcast. And I was like, Oh, God, whatever. I'll humor him. And he tells me how he's going to come in. He's going to play on the big screen right here. Yeah. Yeah. On the theater screen. In silent, he was going to play uh, GTA 5. Till he got to the point somewhere in the middle of the podcast, he was going to be playing in a, in a strip club. And he was going to be killing hookers. <laughs> and then he was going to scream. And I was going to look over. And he was like, okay, Zed, here's what you say. He's like, you look over at me. And he's like, son, I told you not to be playing GTA, GTA 5 and killing hookers while I'm on my podcast. And he's like, or I said, oh, I said uh, something about paying the hookers. Dad. He's like, he's like, I wasn't, or he was set up differently. But he goes, dad, I wasn't just in the script code for the, I was killing them. I was killing the hookers. I was like, oh, wow, it's really white of you, son. Thank you. He's like, yeah, I'm going to take him out to the woods now. I was like, and that was his 12-year-old setup. And I was like, I'm sorry, son. That's just gold. I got to at least mention it. That's fucking hilarious. Never been prouder as a parent in my I, life. I, right, right. I was like, that's some next level shit. I'm like, it's horrible. Yeah. Horrible dad of the year. But damn, was it funny. Anyways. So technology's of, getting these kids a little quicker, I think. Yeah. So speaking of video games, that uh, that actually is a good segue into a thought I had. Um, growing up, like I was taught, you know, v- video games were bad, and my mom was like a video game Nazi, and we could only play like very, very minimal amount. And we only had ever a computer. We never allowed to have a console. When I turned eighteen, I got a console, and my mom freaked out and like, I don't want you to have whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa! You say you weren't allowed to have one until you were eighteen. Well, when I moved out, when I was 18, I bought one and my mom flipped. She's like, I didn't, I didn't raise you this way for you to get out and buy a console. And I'm like, uh, well, I moved out, so not really your problem anymore. I thought I was homeschooled. <laughs> that is some next level homeschool shit right there. So, Dude, I had an Atari 2600 damn. in 1982. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I had, I had I had video game consoles or, or PC games from Day as one, far back man. as I can remember. My dad liked like computers yeah. and like video games. So my dad so liked computers and my dad liked uh, computer games. So my dad would play computer games with us <laughs> right but in front we, of you. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Fuck laughs> you son. <laughs> so we, we wouldn't, but, but my, my dad would like play them with us. Like he would be like, Hey, come play the games with me. We'd play like multiplayer games and stuff, but like a computer game was fine, but a console was bad to like my mom. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But so like that just got me thinking like, cause there are still people that are like our video game, you know, video games, are bad they're destroying the youth and actually a uh i mean clearly too much of anything can be a negative like if you have right. a child that all they do is play video games and sit around and do nothing that's a very sedentary activity you're not stimulating you're not stimulating your body and if you're just like eating junk food you're just going to gain weight and sit there and become a vegetable that's not good you know it has effects on your physical health studies that's have shown I, that. <laughs> I walked into my kid's room that computer room and i just shut it down It'll be like three, four o'clock in the <laughs> afternoon. I'm like, that's enough of that shit. Go outside and find a stick. And I yeah. lock the doors. <laughs> I force yeah, there's them definitely to get out probably uh, too much of it right now. Um, and even when I was, whenever I was a kid, if, if it left alone, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it could probably run into a, a problem, like an addiction yeah. or just like. Well, a lot of parents use it to raise their body. kids. I'm gonna just be honest, man. I've seen. Oh, they still are more now than ever. Oh yeah, more no, now yeah. than ever. I know if they put their kid's favorite video game in, or, you know, whatever. Like that kid will play that game for four hours, and not bug them. Right. I mean, how many times have you been in a restaurant and you see a kid with just an iPad? Just yeah, they're quiet when they have their iPad. They take it away. The kid freaks out. Yeah. So I think that's a factor. I don't, I really I don't know what the long walk up to see, a random woman and just snatch her phone. That's the thing is I don't know if the long term effects of that are going to be atrocious. Like we're destroying its. Um, the kids, um, you know, attention span, we're addicting them to technology. But on the other hand, we could be raising the kids for what they need to be when they grow up. They're going to be, they're so tapped into what technology is mm-hmm. that they're going to, they get stuff like instantly. Like you, there's like certain universal things like the play button, like on a VCR. Yeah. Kids know that instantly and there's all that kind of stuff that that old people struggle with when it comes to the internet and stuff like that that these kids are going to know like a second language and who's to say that's not how who's to say that's not going to cause that next uh, evolution in technology it's because there's people who are raised on technology to where that that could end up being a good thing it doesn't even have to be that far because my wife's 15 years younger than me and she's at a total different level of understanding modern shit than i am that's like, what I'm saying. Exactly. I have to ask yeah. her like anything on my phone. Like she just gets it way better. And the kids, you're right. Like they're dumb as shit. They can find out whatever they want to find out. Like it's So that's, that's the thing is they're 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 perceived <laughs> as dumb because they they <laughs> Oh no, they're dumb. They have their it's eyes on a, a on screen. But like I think we might be raising like some of the smartest kids ever cuz in a, on a <gasps> test like a, a standardized test Will they come up as worse than like the previous generation? Possibly in the areas that we always counted, but right. these new technologies yep. aren't on any of these tests and they're really what's going to be useful for most people in society uh, down the line. Maybe like, long term, the ability to acquire information would be more important than, you know, knowing it. Possibly. You know what I mean? I mean, it might yeah. actually, I, my hope of course is that like as always, and you mentioned earlier that society will adapt. It, it will find a way to make some good out of it. I'll be really curious to, in, in adults and in children, 
to know like what is the actual value of quiet of like no stimulation like having just that mm-hmm. quiet time for you just to your mind to wander because I'm constantly distracting myself with a podcast TV yeah. YouTube yeah. Uh, whatever um, so that that I, I rarely get that question. downtime and I was Super. like I wonder if that's really damaging or if it has no effect at all. I would be interested to know if there's anything out there like that would talk you like tell you the value of that because I don't remember the last time I just tried to require. I mean, I'll try to come out here by myself, just you know, like sit out here, whatever. But like have music on or the TV's on or something. But I mean, like like you said, like just silence. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what silence sounds like. I mean, like, yeah, it's, terrible, it's so it? rare for me. Like, well, I mean, for... other than like, and when I lay down, that's a that's a couple seconds till I'm out. Mm-hmm. So that's a blessing. It's yeah, and then I wake up two hours later to pee, <laughs> and then two hours after that. So now I just do laundry all night. But anyway, so I don't know how we got. Can we get a robot to piss for this guy already? <laughs> yeah, it's 2020, folks. Hell, I need to be getting up to pee now. I'm not alone. All right. <laughs> the other thing about video games is that there are there's I've looked into there's some set studies that say that video games increase aggressive behavior uh, I'm, and I'm not going to lie I believe that there is a little bit of merit to that but I also believe that some of those studies are slanted because strictly speaking if you look at statistics on viol- violent crime it actually has gone down since the invention of video games and there is a case to be made by other studies saying that people get their video violent urges out by playing video games i also think like if someone is prone to violent behavior they're already prone to it and if you like playing a video game didn't make them violent like i'm 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 not a prone to violence and i've played thousands and thousands of hours of violent video games. It's probably most of the video games I play as some form of shooter or RPG where you're killing an enemy. And I've been doing this for 20 years and I've never been violent person. I think that people are trying to like find a scapegoat for violence rather than, you know, actually addressing the core issue of why some people are violent because if yeah, you could... it's a, it's a scapegoat to get the parents off the hook. Right, as parents that weren't probably weren't paying attention. I'm not saying all the time. Right to their kid who's a freaking clearly turning into a monster, and then they, they after the fact, like, oh, it wasn't us. It wasn't our bad parenting, and the fact that we never paid attention or we never pulled the kid aside to right. find out he had all these issues. Uh, it was the video games that turned him violent. Oh yeah. man, okay. I'm terrified. Or it now. was it Bullshit. was Slayer. He listened exactly. to a lot yeah. of Slayer, and it's like I've no. heard that so many times. Oh yeah, and the thing, like the the funny thing is, is like I listen to lots of metal and I play a lot. Of video, violent video games and like the last and you're time white I, and bald oh you're a straight killer Holmes uh, <laughs> no he says he's what's called a ticking time bomb oh yes <laughs> the the last time I punched somebody was boxing Juan when we were sparring yeah that hurt really bad by the way yeah but but Luke got you better worse than I did yeah, he KO'd me <laughs> straight up KO man the blue flash yep. and everything <laughs> I will say this like when the first quarantine hit like I used to play video games like once since I was a kid, yeah. Uh, and I used to have like when I was younger, I did have a bit of a temper. Like I it was be quick to anger, yeah. but it, it, I definitely calmed out of that as my years has gone on, big time. Mm-hmm. But when I was playing, like I got back into this Call of Duty game during uh, the quarantine, yeah. And I had little kid gamer rage that popped <laughs> up. I'm like, I was like, where the hell has this been? What the hell? Like I would just get like angry at the video game, like in a quick, like, a quick like jolt of anger i was like what yeah. the, where is this coming from so like that being said i think it was just like a quick release but i can't imagine that 
building me into some kind of a monster, but it was well, pretty I have, surprising. I have four kids who probably play video games like six hours a day, right? Yeah. Now, my kids, my kids have been through some shit. And yeah. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, like, from my, and I'm very close to my kids. So, my personal opinion in my family is if they didn't have that to get some of that out, they'd be fighting each other all day long. Like, my kids got some anger issues, <laughs> and I got a house full of bleach. We know forensics. It's good. This episode is terrifying <laughs> with the technology. And he's like, and they're going to acquire all this information. I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I'm going to know how to dispose of my body. Like, <laughs> you know, but, it, but in, in reality, yeah, I don't. Uh, my other, my oldest son played video games embarrassingly more than that his whole life. Mm-hmm. Like it was me and video games. That was his whole life, and he has never been in a fight in his life. Yeah, like, he's sure. just not a violent person. It's just I don't see how that's going to make you something you're not. Well, he's not a violent person because he was raised by caring parents who, like you know. They took care, like you and his mom took care of him. Like you weren't going to just ignore him. And then if he got in a fight at school, you weren't just going to ignore that. Like, no, and, and Jazz and I raised him since he was 13. Yeah. So, and his mom was pretty much out of the picture. It was like, so even like in high school, when he got bullied, dude, I let, I let Jazz, I unleashed Jasmine in a private school. <laughs> I was like, the shit she said, I was like, you can't say that here. Like, that's a lawsuit. Are you, you can't threaten kids' lives. You did what? You knocked on his door? She knocked, found out who the kid was, knocked on his door, kicked his door, in, and scared him to the point where he almost peed himself. <laughs> and then threw me under the bus. And if you think I'm, she goes, if you think I'm scary, don't mess with the guy out in the hallway. I'm just standing there. <laughs> and then a bunch of kids, I guess, who hated his guts. They thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> Every time we'd come visit, they'd be looking for Jess. <laughs> but That's yeah, hilarious. so like, but you know, but she is. She's violent. There ain't no violent videos. They ain't gonna stop or start that. Yeah, like you are what you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways. That's true. Uh, the other thing about video games is that studies are also showing that video games can also have a lot of positives, a lot more positives than negatives, when like used in moderation. Because the video games can teach you hand-eye coordination, like strategy, or like resource games like SimCity. They can teach you resource management and strategy. Uh, some of the harder video games, like the more challenging ones, like Dark Souls, they teach you how to persevere until you like win. That game mm-hmm. is freaking ridiculous, by the way. It's so hard. It. You know what's also you, also you learn like a lot of people kids especially kids that are socially awkward and have uh-huh. trouble like um, getting making friends in school and stuff like that they 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 have a hard time and especially when you add in like getting bullied they have yeah. a hard time coming out of their shell you play one of these like World of Warcraft games where you're constantly socializing with people yeah. that's like a soft entrance into that kind of a communication like building friendships and stuff like that i'm not saying it should be the preferred method but, no, but it's, it serves a good purpose on that end too but what about the effects of texting as a communication now i mean particularly oh. particularly um i notice it really affecting single people oh i hate texting it's with the passion. worst part of i think being single was it is it makes everything so impersonal it, the words they don't mean shit like you don't yep you know what i mean or you can take things yeah. way out of context it's such an impersonal way to communicate. Or and if so you're many people, that's all they do. They don't want a right. phone call. Right. Or the thing is, is like, that's why I've 
like that's why it's hard to date someone younger than me because all they want that's the only way they want to communicate they don't want to talk to you face to face they don't want to call talk to you on the phone they don't want to facetime it's just no just text me it's easier i'm like you're you're hiding behind your phone let's not hide behind our phones and have a conversation it may not be like the most pleasant conversation but let's just get everything out in the air and deal with it and move forward but it's become this thing of where like oh well this is more like many many times it's been like are you busy no i'm not busy okay then let me let me pick up the phone when i call no i don't want to what no let's just text and i'm just like no i'm not going to deal with that like if you can't talk to me face to face that's a that's a deal breaker i've had situations where you talk to someone and the shit that they'll do and then you ask them for their phone number and act like that's too personal yeah you're like uh Okay, that doesn't make I any will sense. say this about technology, and, and it seems like since social media, and probably texting as well, mm-hmm. uh, rope into it, it has turned people into such assholes when it comes oh, to, yeah. like, you can't trust anyone to stick to their plans anymore. Nope. Nope. You can't expect somebody to, like, to confirm anything. And I'm a guilty of this too. Like, I, yeah. I can't count how many times where I've, I've gotten a call where I just like, oh, I'm just not in the mood to talk right now. And I was just like, oh, I'll, uh, I'll say I'm in the middle of a movie or, or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, and that's not a good thing. It has turned us way flakier. Um, I mean, I don't know how the way to solve that. Uh, but uh, I think everyone's got, you know, that fear of missing out on something more inter- entertaining. Yeah. So they're like, like um, hesitant to commit to anything. Yeah, like I tell my kids, like, if we're going to go somewhere to eat, like, I don't even let them bring their phones. Because I'm not going to have my kids sitting there in a restaurant on their damn phone where I'm paying $200 for dinner and nobody's even talking. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But I have to tell them, like, that's rude. Because they don't understand that's rude because every kid from the time they get on the bus has got a phone. Yeah. I mean, I got mm-hmm. kids in second grade. These kids got phones with data in second grade. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah. the scariest thing is a parent is, and I, I suggest every parent do it. Go check the history of your kids' phones. That shit. Oh yeah, that, that actually shit will yeah. fuck up your day. Yeah, but you <laughs> need to do it, believe me. Yeah. So you know what your where your kids are, you know what their minds are into because, you know, especially me, I got four scary little angry white kids. There's a serial that is killer another, in there somewhere. I gotta sniff them out early, man. Another major, major, <laughs> major, like technology problem is that when we were young, we were growing up. You had to scour the earth for even a shred of porn. Yeah. Now every kid has access. Yeah. Like infants would yeah. have an iPad, have easy access to the most hardcore, yeah. crazy porn. I, I don't know how you solve that. I don't know how that's going to, without doing some big brotherish stuff to where you yeah. prove that you're an adult. Yeah. Um, but the way it is now, who knows what the long term ramifications of that are going to be it can't be good like I, I can't imagine any upside of being exposed to that kind of uh pornography at a young age it's <laughs> yeah not gonna, not gonna be good you're right no. I, I don't see any way that that could be a positive at all i just no. yeah. i can see it being a massive negative yeah, yeah because it it does so many things i mean despite the obvious ones that it just absolutely degrades women which is completely fucked up I mean, any real man knows the best sex is when you uplift that woman. That's when you oh, get yeah. the best sex. But that's not mm-hmm. what you see at all in any of that shit. 
and it gives guys a, a totally incorrect per perception. The worst part to me is the expectation it puts on these young girls because they all see it too, and they know everyone else sees it. Now their expectations of what they're supposed to be doing, they're doing way, way too early. Like, I'm, it's just scare. It scares the shit out of me having a daughter. It scares the shit. I was telling her today, I was like, you're just never going to have a boyfriend. I'll just shoot the first guy that comes down the driveway. <laughs> yeah. them, like, it's scary as fuck, man. But, and that, but, that is, and, but that point of that exposure is one of the main reasons why it's been so scary for me. Yeah, and I, I think that. like back whenever it was, when we were growing up, it was like there was like, you had to like have this rumor mill and, and you had to know people who, who actually had sex and all this stuff. Like, oh, what was that about? And it was like this slow, long, drawn out process, unless you were a stud like Mark and you were just getting pussy left and right. Hell but, yeah, uh, Mark. But for most people, <laughs> they went through the same process and you got to learn as you went along. Yeah. And nowadays, you're, like I said, you're looking at this stuff, you're like, oh, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then you go on a date, you think this is going to be like a your first date when you're, what? 13, 14, 15, and you know, you're like trying to get a blowjob from the date, like, because you know exactly what it is, and you yeah. just think that's part of a relationship. And like, ooh, that's that's gonna have some serious negative effects for uh, all and that, future. And that's the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I see all these people in videos running around in fursuits and shit, and I'm just like, <laughs> and the kids, they're gonna cross this shit over. Like, I don't know, man. It's scary. It I watched scary. a TED talk about it that was really spooky. And they were talking about how it's in early studies and it's like not confirmed, but they're like, uh, the pornography is so pervasive that there are getting, people like new, like current generation pre or the, anyone after us, basically people who, who've been raised in it. Mm -hmm. It's like, they're getting to the point where they're physically addicted to watch, watching pornography to sustain their uh, libido. They're uh, all that. They, they, they don't get as roused as much unless it's like a backlight. That they're mm -hmm. watching. It was all kinds of spooky shit. I can find the TED Talk and send it to you. But I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that's that some scary stuff. There was I, also that. I knew there uh, was more to it than just what I was thinking. Like, there has. Oh, yeah, there's more to it. There's actually. So a, stop watching porn. Let's get the sex robots. Exactly. Get this shit back on track. Exactly. We're fucking up. Yep. It's like one no, time actually, there was a <laughs> there was another uh, podcast I was listening to, and they were talking about uh, pornography, and they the studies are now showing that if someone watches like a sustained amount of pornography, eventually it it like desensitizes the part of your brain that gets aroused. So eventually, you can just can't get aroused, like no matter what. And so then you it's need like to alcoholic. go on. Yeah, exactly. And so I was like, wow. I was like, I didn't, I was like, that's kind of crazy. So like, if you're just like that hardcore into it, like you wouldn't even be interested in like having a relationship with anybody. Cause you're just like, oh, this is all I need. That's the only thing that can excite me anymore. You know what? There's probably yeah. some truth to that because I'm going to be honest. Like before I met jazz, like I was dating all these girls and I, you know, and they were whatever ages from twenties to forties, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I thought I was impotent. Mm -hmm. I really did. Like, I was like, I'd go to the doctor, like, dude, I can't, there's, I'm dating these girls. Like, it just, it's not happening. So, but, and then I met Jazz and I found out what the problem was. I just needed someone that hot. I couldn't, I could not have sex with trolls. I, my <laughs> mind was willing. I had the heart, but, but the, the flesh was trained for this hotness. Is the takeaway? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something like, like, uh, and something now I nice. have my own porn star life. It's so great. 
And so I thought you were going to say something profound. It's oh, like, it's profound. I couldn't be fucking these uggos. What the I fuck? Just, I'm sorry. I just, I'm being I thought, thought you were going to say, I needed some love. I needed to like, feel a connection. No. <laughs> yeah. It's straight up, these girls were ugly. They were just or, not hot enough. It knew it. It was helping me. It was like, hey, I have a higher standard. You keep you looking, were, bro. You keep looking. So uh, you weren't, watching, you weren't lady- watching porn during, but during these relationships at all, right? Or beforehand? Oh, I'm sure. Since I don't know. Would you say since you've been dating Jazz, you've been watching as much or less porn than you were? Almost never. And, <laughs> I, why why would that I? Not the, why is that not the solution? It's got to be that these other girls were ugly. Yeah, yeah, I don't have to. Like the shit that you see on there, my shit's better. <laughs> and so, I, uh, I feel guilty every day. It's great. So Love all you, the Jess. ladies out, all the ladies out there, you can send all of your emails in, and I will forward <laughs> yeah, them directly yeah. to Juan. Sorry if you're ugly. Expecting you to like, because you just earlier you were talking about uplifting women. I was like, all right, Juan's yeah. on. He's like on this nice trip where he's gonna you know, empower women, and then just like. By the way, Juan's just opinions don't, just don't be ugly. <laughs> do Juan's opinions do not reflect. Re- Yes, please. Yeah, Juan's say opinions that again. do not reflect the opinions of Adam Radliff or Mark Pearson. Uh, Adam and Mark understand that beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and Juan's Preach. just an asshole. <laughs> yeah. But I'm an honest asshole. <laughs> that doesn't make it any better. That makes it, it no doesn't. Better at all. That actually makes it worse. Damn it! Yeah. They could just, be like, they could be like, well, he's just trying to make make a joke, or he's trying to be funny, or he's just trying to deflect some kind of insecurity. You're like, no, that's exactly what I mean, and I want to make sure <laughs> everyone knows. That's well, exactly I just want to let mean. guys know there is hope, and it's not always a medical issue. You just might be dating too low on the food chain. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Doubling down. Just hot the, take too, of the day. What too the? much. Sorry. Hey, me, hey, yeah, man. That's me. Yeah, that's the bit we're going to use to advertise this episode, I'm no. sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you always a, do you, that shit to me, man. <laughs> you've given out so many people complexes just now. Yeah. Because they, they, they were so on board. They thought you were going to say something nice, and that's just like the shock value. Oh, but wow. I meant both to the heart, believe me. So how is it that this asshole is married and Adam and I are single? Because we and we actually value women. You treat shit like <laughs> you treat women like mud, or treat people like what's the what's the phrase? I'm fucking it up. Treat them like shit, and they'll stick to you like mud. No right. way, man! I treat my wife awesome. See, Mark, we're too nice. We're yeah, too nice. we are too nice. Need to develop. No, I'm just a fucking with you. More. You, got, you got to be a dick first, right? <laughs> be nice later when it counts. <laughs> At first, I didn't even get a ring, bro. <laughs> I, I'm, I love how Juan's super introspective too. Yeah. No, it had nothing to do with me. It was just these uh, ugly broads that I was trying to fuck. <laughs> like it had nothing to do with any kind of psyche he had going on. No, I, when that light went on, I was like, I get it. <laughs> You should teach seminars. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Up there Jess. with Tony Robbins. Yeah. T- Tony Robbins. <laughs> I don't have them teeth, man. Sorry. <laughs> Unleash him on a, like a school assembly. Dear God. Dude, I always wanted to There'd do like, like one of those suicides like, the next sixth day. grade talks like to sixth graders. Because <laughs> I think oh I could bring goodness. it down to their level. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you are on their level. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm not the one. We still love you. GTA Five <laughs> jokes in seventh grade. Right? We yeah. still love you for now until you yeah. say something that we even we can't. Yeah, back, back, well, backpedal. Well, that's well. The good part is editing, right? What editing? Yeah. That's going in the show. Oh, oh my god. 
<laughs> so what part of technology were we talking about? The part where uh, actually the, the next thing, the next thing I actually thought of uh, was back in the nineties. I remember when cell phones were becoming popular, and I got my first cell phone. And I remember a few people were like, "Oh, you shouldn't have a cell phone because they cause brain tumors." And it's now been like over twenty years, and I don't know anybody who's got a brain tumor, let alone a brain tumor from a cell phone or not from a cell phone. And so I just think it's hilarious that now that five G is out, and so people are like, "Oh, it's a new technological feature or a new way for you know uh, wireless technology." It's like the next scare, and you know. Just think about it, because after a few years after that, nobody ever talked about cell phones giving you brain tumors ever again. That's what happens when you have a twenty-four hour news cycle. Exactly. I I always make sure I use it by the gas pump. I don't know if I've talked about this on here. I think I have. Uh, I really wish there was a website you could go to. Oh yeah. It had it had every week, and it was archived all the bullshit that's been proven wrong by objective science and research. So you can look up what's real and what's not. Like, yeah. it's where you can get all these stupid conspiracy theories debunked in an easy place to go look it up. But yep. then they're just going to claim that, that the government's running that and right. they don't want you to know the truth. But like, there's so many things that where you have science says this is the best thing to do, and then a week later, like, oh no, we meant we mean the exact opposite. Right. And so people who hear that first story don't hear the retraction; they're fucked. Right. So there needs to be a way where there's just Something that's just straight up. These are things that all scientists, or at least ninety nine point nine percent of scientists, agree on as fact. You just uh, made a then, very valid point, which was the fact that now, because there's so much exposure to so much information, now you have to go through the hassle of deciphering where to get your information and what's legit and what's not. So right. in a yeah. sense, it's like, is it more efficient? Yeah, you add on top of that paid content. Yeah. Like to where it's meant to make it look like a research article. And it's, then you find out at the end of it, if you pay close enough attention, it was paid for by the company that's trying to get you to buy their product. Right. You're like, what the fuck? This isn't, a, this isn't a research article. And they'll even trick you. They'll have like these websites that sound like they're like a medical review. Mm-hmm. And like, no, this is just a website that Pfizer bought and put this, put this research on to sell their fucking pills. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So that is an interesting, yeah. that's an interesting thing that I never it's predatory. thought about until you said two that. Things, two things Adam has been right about on the show all along. Uh, media needs more accountability, and the yep. world needs to get rid of monarchies. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, st- I stand by that big time. The fact that there's a monarchy in 2020 is a disaster. I mean, we've had hundreds of years of Do you think people we- just want to keep it because it's like nostalgic? That's Probably. how I always saw it. People want to keep it because people in power have actual real power. The British version, I feel like it is almost like a nostalgia factor. But people having to pay taxes for this fucking nostalgia, that's ridiculous. You should just say, hey, look, y'all can be our celebrities. You can be y'all the British celebrities, but we're not paying a fucking penny to sustain your lifestyle unless you sell something. If yeah. you want to sell a TV show that's about uh, all about you guys, you can have all the profit from it, by all means. But to charge taxpayers, and I'm not super educated on this, so they may not, they may have already done that to where they're not getting taxed mm-hmm. to pay for the royals. But you do just but feel it, like they're celebrities, though. You don't feel like they really do anything. But they yeah. have real power. Yeah, the queen can declare war. The queen of England, <laughs> she has the capability to declare war if she you know, needs to, which is ridiculous. Yeah. It's not like she's going to, but still, it's ridiculous. 
There's like the, the, so it's the almost whole like idea of now elected leaders, like fanfare. But in reality, they're really concealing the fact that they got some major clout and they just don't want to lose it. I, I don't think exactly. they're trying to conceal anything. Yeah, it's like people just don't think about it very often. Yeah, like people like that's because they they never talk about any issues. So I, I watched a little bit of The Crown on uh, Netflix. Pretty good show for so far, and like the one thing that Queen Elizabeth looks like her when she's younger uh-huh. um, is like. Yeah, we're and it's like her mom teaching her. She's like, yeah, we're here to be seen and never heard from. Because if we start giving out of these opinions, it gives something for people to be upset about. So if yeah. we never give any opinions, nobody's ever going to be upset about it. They're never going to be mad at us. So I was like, well, they probably that's a strategy. Because like, think about it. If there was a, a that's king what PC's or queen, doing to everyone though now. Well, everyone that's now just, has that's to just not that, that shit's not the same all across the world. Hey, that's a that's a first world like yeah, ultra first world right problem. Yeah. Well, you know, but, in all of our wealth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever you're so rich and that you're bored, you're gonna find problems. Uh, yeah. Not saying that any of the, there's are some PC quote unquote PC problems that are real issues that need to be tackled. Definitely. Don't get me wrong, but um, if that's a lot your problems, of it, yeah. a lot of it is just like, we have it so 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 insanely good yeah. that we can now start. Just uh, finding things to be mad about. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. Um, the other thing I wanted to touch on when it comes to technology is the uh, idea of renewable energy and what Rate Kurzweil and Elon Musk think about that. Hell yeah, that's my dude. Raise my dude. Fucking Elon Musk. I I love Musk too. For I think he's kind of a blowhard, but. He's got some good ideas. He's got like I he's like got his, some. He's got pelts on the wall. Like, yeah, he didn't. Do, he wasn't right. just talk. He got yeah. shit done. Yeah, so he's, I'll give him that. He's got you no know, SpaceX, boring company, Tesla. Tesla off the ground. Tesla. He took the idea of an electric car and make it com- made it commonplace, made it feasible. Yeah, he said, and, "Fuck waiting around yeah. for the technology to catch up. I'm going to make the technology, which is super." super risky to do and never really right. happens right because unless you have c- complete power of your company to a lesser to he and has enormous a amounts of money through force of force of personality and right. people are investing in him so right. that's super rare and uh, that's why he's able to keep doing all the stuff that he wants to do because it's not profitable not yet not yet, no. But I like I've always been on board for the idea of electric cars. Not like one mostly it's just because I hate buying gas. Number two, I like the idea of an electric car. I always have ever since I was a kid and I had my first remote control car. And my dad was an electrician and he explained to me how an electric motor work. And I remember being like, well, why don't they put these in cars? And my dad was like, oh, the technology just isn't, you know, right to work on a car. And I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Because in my childlike mind, I was like, a bigger car can hold more batteries and you just Mm -hmm. put a bigger motor in it. Why don't they just do that? So then as I got older, I remember there was like documentaries or like shows like Top Gear where they're talking about, you know, having electric powered cars. And back even like 2007 and 2008 on Top Gear, they were talking about when Tesla made their first road they were like oh it's a neat idea but it's a terrible car and they'll never make it work they were like we're 50 years away from that and here we are in 2020 and teslas are everywhere and i was like that was so cool that musk has been able to be like screw the haters i'm making this happen Mm -hmm. yeah you don't see those here (laughs) it's kind of interesting the one like and he does it so much like he's a big uh, open uh open platform guy to where like yeah. he'll release the patents to the world like here you think you can do it better do it better which right. is 
like very Tesla like Nikola yeah. Tesla like. Um, so that's going to advance society vastly. That benefits humanity at, at his own po- cost at his pocket. He's not hurt for money, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But you know, people like Bill Gates—they're not doing that. They're they're right. And that was my one big beef. We can get into that later with Bill Gates. Is he slowed down technology to right. a large extent? And he would buy up competition and sit it on the shelf because like, I got to get the most out of Windows ninety five until I get the next new technology. As right. with Musk. He's flooding the market with great ideas. That being said, there's one area where he's not doing that is with his refueling stations are Tesla only. Like, dude, if you really care about getting rid of um, all all gas-powered cars, Mm -hmm. why are you making this only works with my technology and everything else works on a different technology? Right. It's like, that seems kind of sketchy. I mean, maybe uh, that's the one area that, I mean, the money's in the gas stations, if you think about right. it. Yeah, so it, it is. He's, that's basically what he has a monopoly on when it comes to self, I mean, um, electrical cars, is he has the gas stations. It would be yeah. interesting so. if that does happen, because that would level the playing ground for everyone worldwide, where right now the Middle East has all the weight, you know, they have the oil. That could be a right. huge switch in all kinds of money and power. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot at stake, should that take A lot of jobs at stake, though. Like, yeah. if you get rid of the oil and gas industry or you greatly reduce it, mm-hmm. like shrink it by a thousand, ten thousand, whatever yeah. it would be, if you went straight to electric cars, like, whew, there would the be thing- millions, millions of jobs lost. But that's got to happen. That's, right. Well, the thing we can't is- slow down progress of the world. Because we're afraid that certain people will lose their jobs. That will well, well, you have to that- find a form of renewable energy because you can only right. burn so long. It's right. Just, right. It's natural well, the progression. Thing, the, the thing people forget, though, is that the Telegraph and the coal companies thought, oh, they said the same thing. Oh, we don't want to lose our jobs. The electric, people went into electricity. People got jobs doing that. The whole new market opened up. Same thing with the telephone companies. That expanded further than Telegraphs ever did. Right, and so it's like and different opportunities will open up. Yeah, you will you will lose your job, but there are other options. It's not like you will lose your job and you'll never be able to find another one. And so, like for the plus, sake what's of, the alternative? Exactly. See, the thing is, in my opinion, anyways, is like this. It's it's for the betterment of mankind, for the betterment of the planet. Electric cars are the future. Elect- renewable energy come right now. Batteries are holding back like. Home- you know, for sure, or like you know, mass massive restore you know renewable energy, or like they're, they're they can only store it so much for so long, and batteries wear out relatively quickly. And they're very large quickly. and heavy still, right? And yeah. actually, that was very uh, interesting. Ray Kurzweil said that that's the only thing holding us back from the entire planet being solar powered. Now, mm-hmm. Ray Kurzweil said, and I don't believe him on the like I I believe his prediction will come true. He said by 2030, the entire world will run on solar power. I don't believe that. That's not long enough. Ten years is not long enough. Because we I, still, I we think still you're probably right. But he's been right about so many of these long-term predictions mm-hmm. that, like, he. It's just like what's that um, Moore's law? Like, right. Like the te- technology gets are ten percent better like every was it two years or something yeah. like that, absurd. Um, and yet. He's, that's what he applies all that to a lot of his predictions. Yeah, I mean, may he be, he could he be off by a couple of of years or even a decade, possibly. Sure. But think about it. 
things advance. They take huge leaps. It's not incremental steps. These are freaking massive uh, leaps to where if, if, think about it, if we just had a president in, in place uh, in, in a Congress or something that wouldn't just constantly bicker all the time right. that was on board with this, how would that be any different than like back whenever FDR or some of these presidents have put in these world change, like America changing initiatives, like the freeway system, right? that like supercharged advancement. I'm not saying the next leap forward. I don't want that shit to happen, but um, just having a couple of the right people in place could, could make that yeah, uh, happen. So 10 years away is 10 years is a long time. T- 10 years is slowing long though. Time. It is slowing because we're pushing the abilities of raw materials to the point to where they're just maxed out. But I think where the humans will always progress is the idea. The idea can always change everything. Someone can always come up with something new, come at right. it from a different perspective that doesn't apply to all those other things that we know normally. And so right. in that sense, I don't think we'll ever stop progressing. It may get to the point to where it's just more difficult, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I think we always will. Yeah, so, I'm I'm really hopeful that we can get like the whole planet to be solar powered, you know, and the everything, you know, vehicles can run on solar power. It's just right now they don't have the battery for it. I'm fascinated by electronics and batteries. Like I've I've been like I've been like man, if Teslas weren't not so expensive, I would buy one because I would love mm. it. Just for the not only for the fact that they look beautiful and they're cool and they're stylish, but like you're driving an electric car, you're not polluting the atmosphere, and you know you're you're furthering the future in my opinion. Mm. You know, like you're doing your part to you know take the next step forward for the better. Like we we went from coal to gas, m- marginally cleaner, not like mm. drastic. Marginally, it was a step sort of in the right direction. But now we can make a big leap forward. But we're just held back by not having the appropriate batteries. Tesla is developing their solar panels for roofs, like tiles. Mm. For and I'm like, that's great. The uh, it's like a few years out still, but I'm like, that would be huge. I would love to invest in that because then you wouldn't need to be on the grid anymore. You know, yeah. another step. <laughs> that's your that's your reasoning. Is like getting well, off no, the grid? Not not just getting off the grid. Like calm being, down, Kaczynski. Being more self sufficient. That's my whole thing. Like you power yourself, and you can power your car from your solar panels on the roof. That's that's really really cool. Yeah. So my dad's like he's in, big into technology. So every once in a while, when we hang out, we'll like talk about some new video we watched, and he'll turn me on to some stuff. So if you look up uh, graphene batteries. Yeah. Graphene in general uh, is like seriously might be like a huge part of the future. It's like way more conductive, has way more capacity than a lot of other. Like it's going to be used in all kinds of stuff. It's way stronger than a lot of materials. They say that's what they're going to make phones out of in the future, mm-hmm. and they can basically make it to where it's like a sheet thin and it's indestructible to most people. But um, it's what is the supply really, of this stuff? Like where do they get it's it? It's made out of graphite. It's like they, these two guys who won the Nobel Prize for discovering it. To where basically they just took two pieces of scotch tape and would split a piece of graphite over and over and over and over and over again. Uh-huh. And it makes like this hexagon-shaped material that's ultra, ultra strong, ultra conductive. It's like, it's the future. And I just looked it up just to see how, if there was any new developments. It's been around for like probably four or five years where it was like, this is going to be the next big thing, mm-hmm. which obviously that hasn't. Hasn't it hasn't hasn't hit uh, hasn't hit the consumer yet anyway, uh, and that's another thing. Who knows what kind of stuff's kept just for the military? Exactly. Like, oh, we gotta we, we can't let any other countries have this technology. But um, 
I see it. The first article that comes up is uh, our video, YouTube video, uh, major breakthrough graphene batteries finally hit the market. And that's from February of this year. So I haven't watched that yet, but what is these your things feeling are coming. about that? About the government always having an up and on the on the people they serve. Like it's a tough one. I almost would say I'm cool with it because I mean, there's just so many things geopolitically that are insanely over most people's heads that I wouldn't want another country to have something over our country because we're just like have to have everything open and out there. I'm not that naive. Um, so I'm for that reason I'm okay with it to an extent. I'm here. I'm sitting over here, um, banging the gavel for everyone getting a chip in their body, <laughs> and so uh, there, there's not a big brother argument that's going to scoop boot me too much, just because the co- or the benefits so insanely outweigh the costs. Well, I, I agree with you because my bro- my brother works for Homeland Security and. <clears throat> I'm glad that he has technology for his job that other people don't have. So in that sense, yeah, I would agree with that. I'm okay with it. It like technology is always a double-edged sword. It can do great things and it can also like hold hold you back or hurt you in some ways. It's not always one or the other. You know, and then you always tend to have people on either side of the argument claiming that it's all good or it's all bad. Like, no, let's be honest about things. Like, it's got these ups and it's got these downs, and then you weigh the those things and decide on how to go from there. Like, what's the best thing to go from there? That's the hard thing. The uh, the other thing I find interesting about Ray Kurzweil and Elon Musk is their whole debate on AI. Yeah, they're on other sides. They're on two different sides of it, right? Yeah. Ray, on- Ray thinks it's not going to be an issue and. And uh, Musk uh, is very like it's Skynet. He thinks, yeah, <laughs> he and a couple other really smart people because there's these. Uh, I think they're called like the Tesla talks, or it's some genius throughout history. They have a conference where they bring mm-hmm. up all these smart people and they debate a topic for the year. Yeah. And they've definitely had one that was, um, you know, AI and will it uh, take over, become sentient or whatever, and. And basically Skynet us. And there's some really smart people. I think Musk says it half kidding most of the time. But there are some yeah. really smart people who are like, yeah, if we let break away AI, because like, right now our AI, how it works, as far as I, I understand it, there's a lot of what's called black box AI. So they mm-hmm. basically give these super powered computers like infinite amount of tries on all these different things. And it learns... How to how to get the best way to do uh, solve a problem, but we mm-hmm. have no idea how it does that. So it's like in a right. black box; it figures it out, but we don't know how it got there, other than just tons and tons of tries. So like right. the AlphaGo, the thing that that is like the best chess player and best Go player in the world, they don't yeah. know how it got to be that, other than just seeing all this stuff. And it's like they use AI and machine learning, and that shit. Like, could it technically hypothetically? Um, be self-aware or have the paperclip problem to where it's mm-hmm. like you say, Hey, make the most paperclips you can. And it ends up figuring out the best way to make the most paperclips is to use literally every resource to make paperclips, including humans. And then we're all fucked. Right. Um, right. But I just think in Ray, from what I've heard from Ray talking is that we're so far away from that being an issue. It's laughable. And even then 
we still have the plug. We could unplug. Which right. I don't know if that's a great argument. I feel like <laughs> if they can figure out how to like do nuclear fusion, they could probably figure out how to avoid a, pl- a plug being unplugged. Exactly. But, um, well, I know and that's that their argument. At a is basic like, level, right? Like we have one of those Alexa things, and that yeah, thing yeah. has several times like had its own personality. Like it's responded not like a person, or it's it's taking a picture in the middle of the night for no reason. Or it's actually talk back instead of like just doing what you told it. And it, that, when that little shit happens, like there's no denying it. We're all like laying there going, like, did that shit just say that? Like, it's scary. <laughs> it's a little scary and uncomfortable. You feel it's like un- it's, it makes you very uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, are you really listening all the time? And you're not just. Oh, it's definitely listening yeah. all the time. Oh, oh yeah. Shit. But like, I think, like I said, the benefits, and like I said, with Ray versus Elon. Like, should we keep an eye on this stuff and should it be in our mind at all times? Like, to we need to be careful with this stuff, sure. Yeah. Because it could run, it could technically run away. Um, But it's just right now, AI is so dumb. Like, you have to have give it like super specific tasks or a shit ton of time with a a ton of examples and a ton of computing power um, that it's, it's not realistic. But, down the line, it'll be an issue. But I think that there's so many huge problems. I think a lot, especially in medical, that are going to get solved by this computing power that we're going to be thrilled that this is around. And if we slow it down like or just like shut it off just because we're scared of it, it's going to fuck a lot of people. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I hear, I've heard both of them talk about AI and I think they both have a good, several good points. I'm like, why don't you two work together on it? And you both listen to each other and then adapt both of your ideas and make them work together. Like, let's give ourselves some back doors and let's advance this in this way and give it these freedoms. But also we have these like safety nets, like, cause I mean that that is like, I've had that thing before where like Siri does something you didn't ask her to do. That's happened to mm-hmm. me several times, and it is very uneasy. And so, I'm like, just imagine if that computer had, you know, control of your whole home or your vehicle. In uh, it, you know, it's you know very another uneasy. another. And I'm sorry, cut you off. But yeah, that that is frustrating. But another huge, gigantic problem with technology in any kind of governance of technology is that everyone in government is old as shit. They yeah. do not understand how this stuff works <laughs> at all. Like you see, I like, don't know what where, you're talking about. Yeah, you see, when Zuckerberg was in a Congress, and he was like, "How did he keep his composure to not be like that? Is not how technology works at all. Right. You're insane." <laughs> so that's one major uh, blind spot of all the people who are making the laws. So they're having to trust their uh, lobbyists who clearly have their agenda, exactly. and like because. So we need to infuse hot AI technology experts who are not the most uh, charismatic people, not the most likely right. to, to win a popularity contest. But right. we got to figure out start. We got to start respecting brains just as much as we respect uh, personality and charisma, because these are the people who we need helping make these laws, explaining these things to people, because. Uh, these people who are in their seventies and eighties that are currently in charge, they don't have they have no idea. Yeah. Supreme right Court, about, forget about right it. About the idea of someone being intelligent and versus like charisma, because now everyone is so geared toward is that person entertaining? Do they like entertain Al Gore. me rather than what they can know or do? You know, 
Yeah. Like Al Gore is like a pretty well-known, like intelligent guy, but his personality was a freaking wet rag. <laughs> Nobody liked him. George Bush yeah. won on the I'd like to have a beer with this guy factor. Right. And like that, which I mean, you can debate better whether it's a good thing or bad thing, who knows? But and Andrew Yang, same problem. He's like he's super smart, but he's not the most charismatic guy in the world. And right. he, and saying, hey, we all need to get better at math is not is a super hard sell because people hate math and they right. hate nerds and all that that that's it's a losing strategy in the long term. Right. And that's another it's reason true, why countries countries like Russia and China are catching up with us rapidly and kicking our ass in a lot of areas is because they don't have that stigma to where uh, you know rip on the nerd kind of a thing. Right. I love and nerds. Yeah, and they also don't have to worry about you know, a popularity contest to be, you know, president, they just have two dictators that do whatever the fuck exactly. they want. <laughs> and, um, so that's another thing. I mean, that, that's definitely not better. That's worse, no, way worse, yeah, way but worse. they don't have to worry about that. Like Putin didn't have to be charismatic. She does not have to be charismatic. They, what no. they say goes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a valid point. Yeah. yeah. So I got what? rants. I got rants. <laughs> One thing I actually would really like, uh, who knows if it will happen in a lifetime. I kind of think it'll happen during our lifetime at some point. I don't know how like widespread it'll be, but I would really like a self-driving car. Hell yes. Yeah. Hell yes. I'm so on board with that's, that, man. No, that's like the number one piece of technology I want. That is oh, number yeah. one. Because if done I, properly, I never, the lives it could save. Yeah. yeah. Plus, never having to drive again. Exactly. Like I enjoy driving. I enjoy I driving. Not. But the thing is, is like if I have, if you have to like say I'm gonna go to visit my cousin in a couple weeks in Dallas, I don't want to do a three and a half hour drive to North Dallas. I want to sit back and watch a movie. You know? Yeah. And think about how you watch like Minority Report or uh, a like what's that movie? I think it's the one with Will Smith. Um, I I Robot. I Robot. Yeah. Think how much better traffic would be if everyone is is going with the flow. There's nobody exactly. slowing down to look at an accident. There's nobody slowing right. down because they don't understand how hills work in right. Houston, Texas, the flattest fucking city in the world. You go down, <laughs> you go down 45 north, yes! and there's like two spots where they just have a little right. bitty hill. It's just yeah. a, an overpass, and people freak the fuck out. And it, yeah. It destroys traffic. Every single day, because people get yep. scared of hills. Yeah, like, or oh there's God. in Houston, especially down inside the loop. There's the people that get on the freeway and they get in the two left lanes and they turn yep. their blinkers on and do 45. And every yep. time yep. I drive by, that's when I get like as close to road rage as I can get because I want to run them off the road or throw rocks at them. Because I'm like, you do not get in the fast lanes, turn your blinker on, and then do 45 on the freeway in Texas. Look, I hate traffic tickets, but I would sign a law in tomorrow that if you like, there's like a red zone, like in football, yeah. and yeah. if you are, you have, if you're in the red zone, you cannot go three lanes over. Period. Right. You right. you fucked up. You missed yeah. out on your chance. You're gonna have to go make a lap. Yeah. Fuck you, because that is the <laughs> most dangerous thing. And then, like you said, that causes yeah. not only crazy traffic. It's a miracle that we don't get in more wrecks as it is. Exactly. But like th that, and it just fucks. It, yeah, everyone. Yeah, dude, I drive down to the Heights for work almost every day on mm -hmm. five days a week. Recently, it's been every day. I cannot tell you how many times there have been people 
And then it's not like, you know, there's the joke of like, oh, it's old people. No, it's not old people. No, it's, it's, not, it's, it's all it's kinds just, of people. It's all kinds of people, all kinds of, you know, it doesn't, it's, there's no specific like race or color or part, not, it's not even like gender. It's just people who don't know how to drive or don't care how the road operates. And it's like, if you want to go that slow, first, if you're doing less than 55, get off the freeway. If you're doing, Hell yeah. you know, that's, that's my, you're on there to get to your destination quickly. If yep. you want to, if you are that leisurely, you can stop at some stoplights yeah you do ex- yeah. preach you, you do not need to get there that quick just get off the freeway stay on the frontage road we have frontage roads here in houston they go pretty much everywhere just take those and if yeah. you're gonna be doing 65 or 60 stay in the right lane or the we have four lanes on four or five lanes on most of our freeways those two right lanes can be for the slow people leave those left three open lanes open for people who actually need to get somewhere exactly <laughs> or who are procrastinators yeah, <laughs> those yeah, and there should be some kind of law. Yeah, where you getting over ahead of time to where you get you have to, when you have to exit. Yeah, because and that's the reason they don't want to do it because they want to stay in the fast lanes right. in the last second and then zoom yeah. over and it fuck happened, everybody. It happened to me today. I was headed south on sixty nine, and then when I got to six ten, this dude from the left lane cut across four lanes of traffic to go on six ten west, and I was like, dude, you almost hit four other cars. Did you need to cut off all these other cars and almost die for this? It's like mm-hmm. just get over a half mile earlier, and who cares? Or those absolute pieces of shit. Who come up on the lane, like there's a one lane that's exiting, especially when yes, there's a ramp. I'm loving this. And they wait till the last fucking second. There's clearly a long line of people who are doing things right. Yeah. They, and they're doing it right. And then somebody's just like, oh, fuck you. I yep. am way more important than all of you. Yeah. They go to the last spot and they will force their way in if it means blocking a whole nother lane of traffic. Right. Those people, there needs to be a ticket every single time that yes. happens. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm not I don't... I've done, it, I've, I've done it by mistake. I've never <laughs> yeah. done it on purpose. Right. I'll, I'll look into the camera and say that. I've never done that on purpose. Yeah. He it almost has, it has got a me. vein. <laughs> Dude, it there, drives there me There are nuts. rules of the of this unwritten laws of, of society, yeah. and that is like number one in my book, is yeah. treat traffic with respect. Right. Do the right thing, because you are fucking everybody by not I literally right. drive my truck like so carefully, not because because the people don't realize like I can't stop this thing right. every time. It's ten thousand pounds empty. So when mm-hmm. people cut me off, you know what I mean? So I constantly am like hanging back because I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. But for the most part, when I want to get over, nobody gets in my way. Well, see the thing. Oh no, dude! I have here in Houston. I've gotten so irritated with people We're that do what Adam drivers. just said. Oh, we are known for bad drivers. Texas has. Some oh, really? Of the worst I didn't know that. Texas Shit. has some of the worst drivers in America, um, and that's not and that's not making it up. I've driven in New York, They're, Boston. We're aggressive. We're aggressive and ignorant. Right. So that's it's a, a bad, bad combo. Ooh. Yeah. So when it's gotten to the point now where like. When I'm getting like merging onto a lane, you know, it goes down to one lane and someone tries to cut in. I do not let them in. I don't care if it's a big rig. I don't Fuck care em. if it's a big truck. If I've had exactly. them get That's within inches before and they're honking at me and flipping me off and I turn and smile and I just smile at them and I keep just a few inches between me and the car in front. I'm like, the, the guy behind me may let you in, but I sure am not. Like, you want to be a dick? Fine. I'm going to be a dick right back. Oh, yeah, dude. Learned. I love using the dually to block lanes. Oh, that's. <laughs> Because <laughs> they it's, can't get around me. Oh yeah, and they get pissed. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Like, ram me? Good luck. I've only I've been driving for like almost twenty years now. Yeah, and I have only seen one one single 
time where somebody who did that got a ticket once. Right. right. How? Is that it should not a be. ticket? If I was a cop, I would just sit day. there and do those That's all day. Free. Exactly. Free money, That's, man. Yeah. yeah. That would be the only ticket I gave if I was a track cop. And you'd cop. actually be, I don't know, making a difference. It, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a good difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <sighs> if, you did, the other, if they did that enough, people <laughs> we would We went stop. from technology to just straight traffic rants. <laughs> just a straight like a Texas asshole minutes. driver. Well, that's where we're at with technology right now. It's fucking frustrating. <laughs> well, no, but so see, we that's these, why I want a self-driving self car. cars. That's why, I want is, it's, that's why I want self-driving cars. You, everyone, everyone across the board would get to their destinations faster. And that beer way, sales would go up. Everybody it would, it would, wins. It would solve so many problems. There would be less people hit by cars, less traffic accidents. Like, if you got late to work, it'd be your fault. It wouldn't be because of traffic. Well, I, th- I would say we're maximum 10 years away from that. Maximum. I hope it's less than 10 years. Like, right now, they're, they're doing it like crazy in Arizona, like Phoenix, and a couple mm-hmm. other cities are like places where they're, they've signed up to be tester cities. And their accident rates are minuscule, but... Because people are fucking stupid, right? They make it. They make a huge deal out of the one accident that happens, right? And they sh- they shut down progress for six months to a year, right? Because there was one accident. Hello, there's hundreds of accidents, thousands yeah. of accidents with normal drivers. Why are you going to call it the one mistake? Right. Like you got to crack a couple of eggs for for, progress. for reality, progress. And in reality, there might have just been forces beyond the capability of the car. Exactly. Well, see, couldn't stop there that, was because no, someone there cut was them a, off that close. About a month ago, a tes- a self-driving Tesla, because tes- some of the Teslas have self-driving capabilities, right. which I think is fantastic. One of them got in a wreck and somebody died. So like the media blew it way out of proportion. And I was like, wait a minute. I was like, every day when I drive down a Texas freeway, there's a sign that lights up and tells you how many people have died in Texas in, you know, since January 1st. It's in the thousands. Yeah. So one person died in a self-driving Tesla this media. year? I'm like, it, but thousands die every on day. Your highway? If yeah. You to, if you were to ask me, yeah, you guys must the two, the, shit the two largest, the two largest problems in the world. Yeah, the world. I would say U.S. I'll just say the just the U.S. Number one is is political correctness. I've been saying this for over a decade. And number two, a very close second is the media. Our media is ruining like ruining a lot of different things yeah. and causing so much anger to get stoked nonstop. It's a constant freaking was a tinderbox. It's gonna yeah. fucking blow. Yeah. Which is why I'm very careful about the media that I put into my brain because it I've noticed the more media the more media you consume, the more unhappy you are. The more yep. angry you are, the more irritable you are. And I don't like being angry and irritable. I like being happy go lucky Mark. I like making jokes. I like hanging out with you guys and cracking jokes and you know, doing silly puns with Dan and everything else. Like that's way more enjoyable than sitting at home, you know, worrying or being angry about the next thing that really doesn't affect my life. That's what's so sad, like that Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, that have such good ratings. You know, there's millions of people out there filling their brains with nonstop anger and hate. Right. Like, why? Like, the news is not news if it's not new. Right. It's the same exactly. shit every day. Right. Like, I'm saying, if there was like they had to find fresh stuff, make the story, let it go. But what they do is they focus on something and then it's a horrible tragedy. And they replay this thing a thousand times a day from every angle, from every phone. I mean, they just drag this shit out. It just heats and heats and heats. And, like, it's not just the things that need to be out there either. It's a bunch of, a lot of it's just garbage that doesn't even, it doesn't mean anything to anybody. 
Plus, if everything's an outrage, nothing's an outrage. Right. We're, we're crying wolf, like something crazy right now, more so than I've ever seen. Right. And like, we're not going to be able to get up and amped and, uh, you know, and ready to do something whenever real problems happen. Right. Like so there's, there's things that just, that justify outrage, like the death of George mm. Floyd. There's, mm-hmm. there's other things that happen that you need to hear about and people do have the right to be upset about and they need to be addressed and they need to be taken care of. But there's other things that are not a big deal, but people just try and stoke the fire and it just causes problems for no good reason whatsoever. And it also yeah. desensitizes the importance of major events. Right. Because you're used to yeah. hearing about this stuff all day long every day and then it's like it's got to be something really sensational now right. for the news to take it and that's what yeah. they want. They go for sensational. Oh, yeah. Because you go it's on a like ratings our, battle and it's about you go money. On, right. You go on like our local news websites and it's not like super far-fetched to say It's like tabloids like, used to be. It, it is. Exactly. Like you get on there it's like Houston man beats up neighbor because his cat was stuck in his tree. It's stupid shit like that. If it bleeds, it leads is one of the worst things to happen to the news. Oh yeah, uh, and, and I don't know what the solution is. We got it like, and I don't. I don't think it'll ever. I don't know if it will ever change until somebody just finally, uh, it, it, some uh, basically an unconstitutional law has to be made to change it. But until you take the the entertainment factor out of the news, right? We're not watching the news. We're watching entertainment, right? Exactly. Disguised as news, right? And like that's why I don't watch it. I don't value it anymore. I don't have no just value insane. to me. It's yeah. just and people will be like, oh, you don't, don't watch the news. See. You're so uninformed. I'm like, no, that's not true. It's like, <laughs> right. You're get, you're not angered. Like you're not angered. Yeah. Like you said it just it's if they reported the news the way it's meant to be. Like, oh, there's a great. Um, uh, I, don't, I think he's an economist uh, called Stephen Peaker. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a genius. But he has all these books about like people who think we're living in the worst times ever. And he's like, yeah, no. Like no. every, every by every measurable statistic, the world is in the best place it's ever been. But thanks to the media, right. everyone thinks that we're in a hellscape that's gonna gonna cause nuclear war between all the major powers. Like that's not true, and life is getting better for everyone. But we're miserable because we're getting constantly told that everyone's a racist. Right. Uh, your your neighbor is like uh, gonna rape your child. It's like everyone's that's a drug all we ever. Right. Yeah, it's like we never, there is like a 10 second clip about the positive news uh, on the local news. You're not seeing that any of that shit on the national news stations. No. No. So that's like if we're constantly bombarding ourselves with the worst of the worst, what do we expect? See, here's, here's my philosophy. So this is, this is just my own personal opinion. So listeners out there, you can take this however you want. Uh, if you're going to watch the news, I recommend for every 30 minutes of the news that you watch, you watch at least an hour of comedy. Or you at least Preach. listen to an hour of a comedy podcast. You got to offset the negativity with something that is lighthearted and funny or something that makes you laugh. If you sit, I know so many people who will watch the news all day long. And I'm like, oh. how do you survive? That I yeah. would, like, I would want to kill my myself. My dad was like that, 24-7 always grumpy yeah. bitching about what was going on in the news every day but yeah. just, well, it's a, it's a, he would find shit that would infuriate him yeah. like, shit, like something really really infuriate him and he would watch that 20 times I was like it's why, are you just wanting to be unhappy cycle. Yeah. but he was like it's addicted addictive. to it he yeah, was it's addictive. addictive. Yeah, it's addictive. But like, I mean, if you're gonna like, I understand like staying informed. But like, you, it's like you need very little time in this day and age to be able to find content to stay informed. 
And then you can have the, all that other time doing something that isn't negative, like uh, going to a live comedy show if you live in a city that has a comedy club, or watching streaming a comedy special, or listening to a podcast with two bald guys and a fat chubby guy with a shirt off and a weird hat on. Like that's something that could really brighten your day. Did we did we just cause all the world's problem? Or not cause, but <laughs> did we, we solve, solve all the world's Well, here's problems? the thing. We're trying at least. We're trying to give people an outlet, a, a place to come, a safe place to come and laugh and joke and ah, laugh at each other. Dumb. Ah. <laughs> at least Nobody's whenever I'm, doing st- that. At least whenever I'm stoking anger, it's I don't have a problem with it. It's fine. Dude, all these literally, nobody anger. will ever, nobody will ever listen to this podcast and come. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a chance. I'm gonna find <laughs> not a, way a to chance. Make that not yeah, if you find hard. that, if you find that woman out there, uh, give her my phone number because she's yeah. a one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm yeah. willing to have. Yeah, a, a you think it's bad now? Wait till we go to video. Oh, <laughs> oh. We'll lose all the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. As I thought it was gonna be. Worse <laughs> even. Oh <laughs> Their voices don't match how they look. I'm turned off now. <laughs> well, that's another thing. With uh entertainment anyway. Well, that's what that's what's crazy. Like, have you have you ever had this happen to where like you have a, a radio show you always listen to or a yeah. podcast or what have you, and you really start to like these people, and then you then you like go to their website, you see what they look like. like oh, that doesn't match up what I thought. And Conan then, O'Brien. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird, but yeah, America is obsessed. One Americans, that's for sure. Americans, especially <laughs> people from uh, yeah Detroit, are overly obsessed with looks. So right, uh, that means he's really talented. American condition. <laughs> yeah. No, that no, that is true. Cause that you can't yeah, that is true. Like you've I remember growing up, you see like you would listen to a radio show in the mornings and then you see the billboard for the people on the freeway as you're driving to work and you're like, that can't be the people. Like you're mm-hmm. like, no, that is not but it is, and you know, that's just that's just radio though. One of my friends used to always we, we would talk uh well this was like fifteen years ago. No, maybe a little bit longer than that, like seventeen, eighteen years ago. We would talk about how we wanted to do a radio show. Like he was a really funny guy and we always would just banter back and forth. And we were like, Hey, we should do a radio show someday. And he would always be like, Yeah, he would joke. He'd be like, Yeah, we really got faces for radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and oh, that's uh, classic. Too bad he's passed away now because he would have definitely been a guest on this show. He would have been great. But uh, it's cool now because got to live out the dream of you know being a podcast, which is basically a radio show just for the new millennium. Mm-hmm. Which is podcasts are, sl- are slept on. I'm like everyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with them. Yeah, but man, it's just a great way, like you said, to to, to get some enjoyment or get some get some laughs or yeah, get or some, just some, some invaluable some news information, some news that's not paid for. By some corporation that's got an agenda to where right. people have to, like, the, ugh, and that, the news I do, is that's toxic. Why I don't do they, like to think that we do educate. Well, you do. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> a lot of times, but I mean, I I find myself sometimes I'll go back and listen to the podcast when I'm not stoned, and uh, then I'm like, oh wow, there was some shit that I didn't know. So it's it's cool. <laughs> like it's still, but it's still entertaining. So here, yeah. Juan, I'm going to give you an I'm going to give you a nugget. So when you listen back to this, listen back when you're not stoned. So Juan, I'm going to blow <laughs> your mind. Okay, five, I'm ready. Five plus one is six. Now you can take that to the bank. So, oh, <laughs> guy, huge wind up. 
For a big old whiff. <laughs> that was like a whiff of ball bat where they I drilled th- the holes out. I, you know I, I, mean? I was like, I was like, uh-huh, where are we going with this? I like this. And then absolutely uh, nowhere. Absolutely but nowhere. That's what made it awesome. <laughs> Anytime it was meant any to of go us nowhere. fails, the other two are just in glee. Yeah. I don't exactly. know how much longer this is, this is going to be, but another thing that I want to rant on before we get wrap things up. Oh yeah, rant away. Friggin <laughs> that is 100% back on the technology front is this social media, I think it is a major major force for bad. Like the way oh, it is yeah. currently constructed. Yeah. Oh my god. Like explain. It's like the, it's because Everyone wants to be their own news outlet and everyone right. feels like they're their own brand and they have to respond to every little thing and everyone's getting their politics involved. And Facebook is basically just politics now. And it's people just right. pure hate from one side. That people, shit you would never say to a quote-unquote friend, or Facebook friend. Right. Uh, shit you would never, ever, ever say to their face if you're having a, a rational conversation. And you're willing to just light somebody on fire, torch them, just because they... They post something with has no nuance because you have no idea what their intentions were about right. the post. They may have been trying to tell a joke and you took it literal, which seems to happen all the time. But it, people, it's just a big anger fest now. I find I mean, that it's a out billboard. Like, like people like have an issue that's important in their life, but it's like one aspect of their life. And then the, every post is about that. And you're just like, yeah. ah, ah. I want to it's just you. like it's like amateur news. Yeah, this is like it is. it's less yeah. informed news. Which I get it. Should you be able to like if you have something that's really important to you, do you should you be able to say something about it? Yeah, Definitely. but again, yeah. same thing with the news. If everything's important, then nothing's important. Right. If every post you have is like some injustice about the world, or how much you hate Trump, or or how much you love Trump, like that's like that is not healthy, and it's like you're. Nothing you say means anything if you're if that's all you're doing. You're constantly stoking you're anger right about or unrest. that. Those people on my on my friends list like that to do that. I don't just oh, skip they're an immediate shit. block. Yeah, you I block like, those people. You know, yeah. oh, you can. Oh, shit. yeah, oh, you, you, can, can, you, you can unfollow you can, them. They don't even know you it. can unfollow them. You could still stay friends, but you never see anything that they post in your feed. And that's actually over the past like year and a half. I realized I saw what social media was doing, not only to me, but to the people around me. And like a, uh, like a weird event happened. And I was like, I'm just going to take a huge step back from social media personally. So I went through and deleted a bunch of my social media posts just because I was like, I'm not, not, not that it deleted. <laughs> in other words, he had a podcast that was about to come out and he didn't want any shit coming back to haunt him so he deleted them all we are oh, no, this was, you, Mark. This was like you. six months before the podcast exactly mm, no i didn't sketchy. even have the idea just like the the destroy all the evidence plan, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then a uh so then also then like i went through like just i was like i went through my facebook profile and i just went through i was like does this need to be on there and i went through with like a fine tooth comb and i was like what information do i actually want to put out online. And then I realized I don't want to put out all this information online. And I just went and got rid of a bunch of it. And then one of my friends, like a day or two ago, sent me a message. They were like, Hey, I don't see you online anymore. Like, I don't know. And it was funny. She goes, I don't, we can't keep in touch when you don't do that. And I said, you looking at my post is not keeping in touch. What we're doing right now is keeping in touch. She said, well, I can never see what you're doing. And I said, then come visit me. Hell exactly. (laughs) Oh my goodness. That's profound. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, these oh, are, you wanna, and I, it's, I, all it is is yeah. chasing likes. All it yeah. is is chasing yeah. likes. It's a dopamine hit. Like yep. you're posting, to, and it's never you're never 
how many times have you seen a post that was meant to change minds? No, it's it's yeah. meant to fucking play to the people who already agree to you and just right. stomp on the table of the table. Nobody's ever coming with a nuanced approach, and which Facebook's not the right avenue for that anyway. So I give oh, right. that's fine. I'm not expecting to have these great dis, dis, uh, discourses on Facebook, but you never see that because people come in and they bang the table and they're speaking strictly to their crowd, the people who already agree with them. And then you have somebody, and this happened recently in Houston. There was this comedy uh, controversy where somebody said something that was considered uh, inappropriate. And then it was, they were lit up on Facebook. And then the dialogue, the one, there's one or two people who try to interject and like, hey, how is this going to help somebody grow? Let's, let's, try, let's try to turn this into a learning lesson. And those people got torched worse than the person who got in trouble. They got Crazy. lit up. And I, it took every ounce of my will to not inter- interject. And I was like, look, this is not my thing. Right. Like, I don't need to be, they don't, this won't help the discourse at all. Right. But it was, it was sad. It was like legit sad to see it happen. And I was like, and I, but I couldn't look away though. I read yeah. every comment, but wow. it's like, that's how Facebook discourse that's goes. Scary. Yeah. Twitter's it's the same shit. Yeah. Twitter's the same thing. It's just, yeah, it's, it's very impersonal. And I, I feel like it's your people are losing touch with each other because of it. And, or they feel it's personal. My kids the other day, they were doing that's a, That's true too. And yeah. they were like, Oh, how many likes do you have? And I was like, Whoa, hold the fucking phone. Right. Or it's like, I, why I didn't was, you I like my, my post? Kids, like, do you not agree don't with this? Give yeah. a shit about yeah. you. They don't love you. It doesn't matter how many followers you have. That doesn't mean shit. I was yeah. pissed. No. I almost like oh. canceled all this shit. Dude. You know, but I had that talk with them. Like, don't think this is real love. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have girls, younger and younger yep. girls, posting more and more risque stuff because they, they want to get the likes. Right. And it's like, God, the freaking perverts have got to be stoked right now. Oh, They have my Facebook and Instagram and the internet and yep. like all. Can you imagine people that were perverts, pedophiles back in the day? And then, then now. Guys oh, are living yeah. life. My daughter yeah. and, my, and my niece were on there, and my wife is their friend, so she watches everything that they put up. Yeah. And there's stuff that she's been like, nope. Totally. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's super easy to make anonymous profiles and all that stuff. It's another thing we haven't even gone into that's another technology that has been blown up in my like in my consciousness recently, because I've had family members send me stuff that was like clearly clearly the fakest of fake news mm-hmm. like who would possibly unless you're just trying to stoke pure anger in a society would come up with this post and, and i was like and people believed it right because it looked it looked legitimate it looked like all the other articles you see on there right i'm like like that's some scary shit yeah. when we start and like i said i don't know how you police it i don't know what the answer is i really don't um but this stuff is dangerous. My, you get people. At least for me right now, I've learned that I'm just going to call it out when I see it. But, you know, because I'm not just going to sit by and like if someone, because I've had people like send me a post, like a family member, like, oh, I sent me this post. And I was like, did you fact check that? And they were like, no. And I told them, well, I went and fact checked it and it's false. And they go, 
well, you can do that? I'm like, you have the internet. Come exactly. on. Old people I, don't know how the internet works. That's I, but my the point. thing was, this wasn't like an old person or anything. And I'm like, do you ever fact check anything? I was like, I could make a professional looking fo- post or video with the simplest software on my computer. I can make it look legit, make it look real, make it sound professional. And I could say whatever I wanted. I could say, you know, Adam is the greatest comedian in Houston. And if I get enough likes. I could get millions of people to believe it. He is one of the greatest um, comedians in Houston. Could you, could you get on that <laughs> can i support this when, it's, when it benefits me well that's part of this podcast actually. i'll sign up i'll subscribe yeah 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 there's well, a good there's a hbo uh documentary that i don't know how old i think it's pretty pretty new that goes into this a little bit and it shows Insta like the famous guy. one uh i don't think so it's one it might be i don't know it's one it's about social media and fake news mm-hmm. and it goes like it, there's these political actors these people 100 percent unapologetically exist to where and they give an example of, of a, the right, somebody doing it on the right side and then they give it on the guy on the left and of course he's like well I figured if they're doing it we have to do a level playing field I'm like bullshit right. like, you're, you're just you're just as bad as the people you claim are evil right. but he basically stokes all this anger I think it was in Alabama or Mississippi and he basically makes up all of these articles uh, that's basically to get people to not go vote. Basically, all the stuff they blamed, they said that Trump did with the electorate through Facebook. Mm-hmm. He did, they basically went out proactively tried to destroy this guy's reputation with fake news. And they're, they're like, yeah, no problem. They had no qualms about it at all. So there's political actors out there who are creating lies, yeah. political content that is straight bullshit. Right. And just accept no your bad actors. Don't sell out, man. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't know what the answer is without getting bo- Big Brother. <laughs> right. But the, the answer is is be a, be logical. Be ha- right. View things with a critical eye. Fact check. Right. Like don't believe everything that you read, especially on the internet. Right. For, for uh, me, if I find if someone sends me any sort of information on the internet, I am always skeptical and I always go and look for other sources that back it up or say the same thing and I fact check everything and the only stuff I don't (laughs) fact check is like funny shit on YouTube or like videos we send to each other in like our text threads that are jokes you know innocuous stuff but like anything that has any sort of weight behind it I'm very skeptical and when I get anything I've learned I have to be like that I send it to Mark because <laughs> <laughs> I'm too old to figure this shit out. You're right, though. A lot. Of, I mean, I'll admit it. I'm, you know, I'm not even 50, and I have no fucking clue how to do that. Like, if it were for my two bald friends, I wouldn't know right from wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that being yeah. said, it is bullshit. What happened to Alex Jones? God, I miss that. Like, like guy got okay, like Adams Jones' his career is nuts. destroyed. Like Adams Jones is nuts. He kind of went too far. I don't think he should have been shut up. But like. The same thing with David Icke. Th- let crazy people be crazy is my thing. Yeah. There's, there's going to, like... It's whenever you go the deep fake route, that's when I start getting scared to where it's... it's With, with David Icke and Alex Jones, it's clear. This right. is a shtick. Right. This guy is clearly Looney Tunes. Right. Like, it's not... It's it's his own little service. It's freaking Well, they used ridiculous. him while he was entertaining, and then when they decided he wasn't entertaining anymore, they should. But when you don't... Like, if, if he were to have made all these posts... Where it wasn't, it was meant to look like a legit news article or research, right. not like this Infowars, oh, the prison planet, no, the lizard Illuminati. Right. Where it's, you take away all that craziness and you make it look like this is coming from a CNN or a Fox News, but it's the same crazy content. Right. That's when I start to say, like, okay, 
Yeah. This is going to trick a lot of people. This isn't going to trick you. This isn't going to just trick the people who are too dense to see that this is clearly a shtick. Right. It's going to trick a lot of people who think this is legitimate news. Right. Which, which, yeah, maybe like I said, I don't know what the answer is to that. It's just okay. hard Nothing. to take any of these news people but, serious because, like Fox News, every every woman on those shows looks like a forty five year old hooker. So I just, how do you take that seriously? Not one fat chick, not one. Come on. Worth Are you age shaming hookers now? No, no. I'm saying they're not being right to the women. That's what I'm saying. What? Man, I thought that that. I just I don't can't know take why it seriously. Thought. Speaking of which, there's that movie that came out about. I think it's called Whistleblower about like Megyn Kelly and mm-hmm. a couple of other anchors at Fox. So when I saw the preview for it, the preview made it look like it was going to be like The Big Short. Like kind yeah. of like, oh, this is gonna you're gonna learn something about what was going on at this time period. It's gonna be lighthearted. It's gonna be fun. Like it, that's how the commercial looked to me. I, maybe I was not half paying attention, which is probably the case. So I went out, went and saw it like on a date, and the whole movie, I, the movie was heavy. It was about like freaking basically harassment in the workplace. I was like, mm-hmm. huh, bad choice for a date. <laughs> lesson learned, Radliff. <laughs> very. Very important lesson learned. It would have taken uh, some work for that to pay off after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't One? work out. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> 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 One last what thing. What a bunch of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just, oh, yeah, absolutely. I was a failure. <laughs> hey, we all do it to each other. We all got thick skin. It's all good. That's right. Uh, one last question or one last thought on a, a technology before we wrap up. Um, if you could be a cyborg, would you choose to be and why? Yes. And it's happening. It's happening soon. Neuralink and, and a couple other different companies are working on I, that. Yeah, I would. Because if it meant I could do what I want to do and not hurt and it could like help me move like mm-hmm. for real, hell yeah. I'll like, tell you, me, for the number of reason, one reason I would be interested in it, Forget about the, the conveniences of the, the day-to-day life and being able to know basically anything at the click of a button or no, no button. You just know everything. And not to mention, it would probably make you feel a lot better help, like physically. Mm-hmm. For me, the, what really intrigues me is like stuff like um, Altered Carbon and, and all, uh, all these movies where it's like uploading your consciousness mm-hmm. into uh, uh, a chip, basically, and then you can put that in back into a, a synthetic body and all that stuff. Oh, I would definitely sign up for that. I I like, I'm not going to lie. I like the whole, like I have a busted knee. If I could get a replacement leg, like a robotic leg, I would just get two robotic legs. That would be super cool. Oh, you got to get those in pairs, man. It, it, I just be like, taking off. You just be going yeah, in circles. Uh, wait, how are the legs the first <laughs> thing that comes to mind? You don't because want I, thick hair? I was because just going to say, would your guys just have hair? I because mean, I want to be able to... I'd love to have some I robot be, hair. I, c- I couldn't care less hair. about the hair. I want I want to be able to run without knee pain. That would be so much fun. It's, and I, it's, we have different priorities. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you could have like a scalp where you could have any hair that you wanted like like that, yeah, I'd sign up for that. I would think about or that, but that's not my like first thing. for like four solid hours? But what's no what, breaks? You know what's crazy? Yeah. Like we're talking about like chips and implants and all this stuff. I think it's more likely, unfortunately, that we're going to be more like the Wally kind of a setup to where we're just we're just except being super fat and we're just in a VR oh, yeah. all the time, yeah, drinking like a big gulps. That's yeah. probably more likely what's going to happen. Probably, yeah, unfortunately. Maybe. But yeah, I would do it to answer your question. <laughs> yeah, I, I that was something I was thinking about this week, and I was like, I would probably go for that. That would be. Did you ever play the old PC game Deus Ex? 
Oh yeah, big fan of it. Like they have all the different augmentations and how people can upgrade themselves. That game just fascinated me because it had a very deep world and it was very deep into that. Just the whole idea of like you can augment your character and replace, switch out parts and everything. Oh, that oh was I love some new so shoulders, cool. yeah. dude. You're, you're, you're asking a guy who put frigging uh, Blade Runner in his top five eighties movies. <laughs> if I'm into True. this kind of stuff, yes, of course I am. Yeah. So Adam would get the scalp, and what else? New set of teeth. Yeah, new set of teeth. Yeah, why don't you call out some more of my flaws, Mark, you son of a bitch. I, I get some legs new dick, uh, tighter waist, some abs. Yeah, I'd get a couple of changes. A skinnier face. Yeah. Oh, no, I me. Like some, I want me just like me. I, I, I would, some, <laughs> just some a little bit tanner skin. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be cool. I think, it, I think I think it will, not, not I think it will happen. It's definitely going to happen. It's just a matter of, time yeah it's whether it be our generation time. or not yeah i think that i don't know who it was i don't think it was ray but it was some other futurist that was like we anyone under the age of 40 right now and this was a couple of years ago is gonna live to be at least uh 150 if not 200 just because we're gonna be able to artificially print hearts livers basically any our uh artery that wears down we're gonna be able to print custom made for you mm-hmm. you're like there's no chance of failure we're gonna be able to do that in the next 50 years max and probably sooner Dude, so, that's so a new heart new so everyone's yeah. who everyone's everyone's who under a certain age unless it's like a, a car accident or something yeah is uh gonna have that happen oh go check out so wait, amazon wait. prime Dude. upload Dude, that's brilliant. One, you could like bang ugly chicks and not be impotent because you could just get the synthetic dick well, yeah. no, no, I'm good where I'm at, but I was going to be like, it's it's not over for you. There's hope. <laughs> <laughs> Just ain't going to be with me because I'm going to flash back. Sorry. That, you should do like a commercial that looks like it's a Viagra commercial, but it's, instead it's like, for, yeah, for just nine ninety five a day, we can send you an attractive woman that will fix your impotence. <laughs> I'll buy that. I did. <laughs> That's nine hundred ninety five a day. Not uh, still be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Every man should feel guilty when he has sex. <laughs> Mark, I, Mark, I, Mark, I completely forgot about that diatribe earlier. Yeah, thanks for bringing that back. Into our consciousness. <laughs> You're welcome. You know me. I always like to circle back around to the good things. So do I. So do I. <laughs> only the good things. <laughs> yep, only the good things. Well, somehow we made it through this episode and I did not say the most uh, foot and mouth comment. So exactly. I'm chalking this up as a success. You did really yeah. well. Yeah, Juan. Juan. Some of us, not so well. Juan got lucky because last week I cut out his super offensive comment and a, uh, he, he even asked me. No he's like, need to revisit it. He was like, did you was. cut that out? And I was like, uh, I don't think so. And then I went back and looked and I was like, yeah, I did. So, yeah, you're welcome, Juan. I'll put that in at the end of this episode, maybe. <laughs> hey, stay, stay gold, pony boy. Don't change. <laughs> Well, it's been fun. Uh, <laughs> are you sweating yet, Juan? I'm ready to go any minute. <laughs> Do, are you perspiring? <laughs> I don't see any sweat on you yet. I'm trying to see if you'll sweat a little more. He's wearing a hat. Oh, that's true. It's soaking up the sweat. And he's not wearing a shirt. Yeah. Right on. You can't even see the sweat. He came prepared today. Dang it. Okay, yeah, people, I hope if you're listening to this, you appreciate 
what Mark and I are willing to go through to give you <laughs> exactly. guys some entertainment. Yeah. We've been staring Adam- at this shirtless man for the last two and a half hours. Yeah. And now I have to go scrub my eyeballs out and delete the last two hours from my visual cortex so I can, you know, replace it with something beautiful. Oh, shit. I forgot to record. <laughs> I'm kidding. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, it was a fun episode to talk through. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>